0: from kqed the san francisco waterfront is iconic alcatraz the wharf the seagulls flocking to fight for crumbs of tourist food the seals performing their daily dance but on july 1st 2015 the san francisco waterfront became a site of tragedy
1: there's uh, one gunshot one in the back a
0: 32 year old white woman was fatally shot while walking with her father there. And within hours, police arrested a Mexican national in connection with her slaying. A young woman killed by an illegal immigrant, a repeat felon. The crime quickly spiraled from local tragedy into national controversy. 32-year-old Miss Steinle was murdered walking with her father in San Francisco. This guy,
1: by the way, has a 25-year history of felonies. By this
2: a criminal guy- alien who had been deported five years Time. Would
1: Kate Steinle be alive today had the city's sanctuary policy not been in place? San
2: Francisco was no sanctuary for Kate. No sanctuary for that beautiful 32-year-old
1: woman. Where
0: was the sanctuary for Kate Steinle? Because Kate Steinle was killed by an unauthorized immigrant, the murder was quickly woven into a nationalist, nativist, anti-immigration narrative. One that President Donald Trump, rode into office. When
2: Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're rapists, and some, I assume,
0: are good people. You're listening to Cued Up. I'm Sandia Dirks. This week, Kate Steinle's murder trial begins. But what are the facts and what are the falsehoods surrounding the death of this young woman? To provide some answers, here are KQED reporters Marisa Lagos and Alex Emsley.
2: For the judge, attorneys, and jurors, the trial that's about to take place in courtroom 13 at the San Francisco Hall of Justice is straightforward. District Attorney spokesman Max Zabo says it's a simple murder case. The issues for us are, you know, whether he pulled the trigger and if he did, if he did so with uh, implied malice. Defense attorney Matt Gonzalez says Steinley's shooting was an accident. But the charges are political. If he was not a Mexican immigrant with prior felony convictions, he would not be charged with this crime. Whether Steinley's death was the result of a freak accident or a vicious disregard for human life, that's what the case is about.
1: But across the nation, a different argument is playing out. Whether Steinley's death had less to do with a stolen gun being fired in a public place and more to do with the immigration status of the man accused of killing her. President Donald Trump has repeatedly invoked the case.
2: Kate Steinle, gunned down in the sanctuary city of San Francisco by an illegal immigrant,
1: deported five previous times, and they knew he was no good. It wasn't just Trump. Stiley's murder played into a narrative of evil immigrants shielded by liberal sanctuary cities like San Francisco.
2: To understand the case and its broader implications, you have to understand how Jose Ines Garcia Zarate ended up in San Francisco to begin with. He wasn't a violent criminal. His lawyers describe him as a perpetual migrant, repeatedly coming to the U.S. in search of a way to feed himself. Most recently, Gonzalez says he was working on a ranch in Mexico near the border. There wasn't enough food for everybody. He was literally asked to leave because there wasn't enough food to feed everybody. But Garcia Zarate kept getting caught, and deported, then caught again. To understand his history is to understand the way reentry laws work. Before his deportations, Garcia Zarate had racked up a handful of felony drug charges. While the drug charges were relatively minor, they made him a felon. And when felons are caught crossing the border illegally, they face longer prison sentences. He spent most of the past 20 years behind bars for illegal reentry. After two of those prison stints, federal prison officials handed him directly to immigration enforcement, who deported him.
1: But in 2015, prison officials did something different. They sent him to San Francisco to face a 20-year-old marijuana charge. David Beer is an immigration expert at the Libertarian Cato Institute.
2: It's really mystifying and there's not been a good answer why they chose this time to send him to San Francisco when in every other instance he was simply deported. The marijuana charge was quickly dismissed. While Garcia Zarate was cleared for release, another federal agency wanted him to stay in custody.
1: And here is where we get into the heart of the debate between so-called sanctuary cities like San Francisco and U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, or ICE.
2: Immigration agents asked San Francisco to hold Garcia Zarate for deportation. It's a routine request from ICE. San Francisco and many other counties don't honor those requests because federal courts have found those holds violate constitutional rights and the sheriff can be sued. So in April of 2015, San Francisco let Garcia Zarate go. Two and a half months later, Steinley was dead.
1: While Steinley's death laid bare the disagreements over sanctuary city laws, it also led to a piece of legislation written by House Republicans. Kate's Law, named for Catherine Steinley, would further increase prison sentences for people who repeatedly enter the U.S. illegally, like Garcia Zarate. 24 Democrats voted for it in the House, including Bay Area Representative Jackie Speer, who says the bill was all about making sure that this didn't happen to someone else. But David Beer of the Cato Institute says Kate's law wouldn't have saved Katherine Steinle. Kate's law is aimed at deterring illegal immigration. But Beer says Garcia Zarate wasn't deterred by more prison time.
2: It's not clear to me what this is trying to get at or how the authors believe that this is going to prevent a future Kate Steinle situation from occurring. One thing might have prevented her death if Garcia Zarate hadn't had a gun. How he got it is a key part of the San Francisco murder trial, but it's missing from the national debate. The firearm that killed Catherine Steinle wasn't just any gun. It belonged to a U.S. Bureau of Land Management ranger. John Wachowski. He stopped in San Francisco four days before Steinley was shot, and his duty weapon was stolen out of his car. Civil rights attorney Frank Petrie represents Catherine Steinley's family. How could a gun that belonged to a federal official, a ranger, somehow get taken, stolen, and used in this horrible, horrible killing? Police don't know who stole it, or how Garcia Zarate ended up with it. Defense attorney Matt Gonzalez says his client didn't steal the gun. We asked him how he knows that. Well, how do I know you didn't steal the gun? I mean, it's just there's no evidence that he did, and he has no history of theft.
1: Gonzalez says Steinley's death was a tragic accident. The Garcia Zarate found Wachowski's gun wrapped in a T-shirt, and it went off as he was unwrapping it. The bullet hit the concrete before Steinley. Catherine Steinley's father, James Steinley, was there that evening.
2: I'm walking down the pier arm in arm with my daughter.
1: Then a single shot ricocheted about 12 feet from where Garcia Zarate was sitting. It traveled another 78 feet before hitting Katherine Steinle in the back.
2: She turns around and shot. As she fell, she said, help me, Dad. That's my bedtime story, every night.
1: The jury won't be considering all the political questions Steinle's death has raised. They won't be discussing immigration policy or sanctuary city laws. They'll just decide if Garcia Zarate
0: is guilty of murder. Thanks to KQED reporters Marisa Lagos and Alex Emsley for bringing us that story. It was edited by Taiki Hendricks. You're listening to Cued Up. I'm Sandhya Dirks Cued up senior editor is Julia McAvoy The executive producers are Holly Kernan and Ethan Lindsay Thanks so much for listening